This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, zero dollar delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Welcome along. It is Leicester Till I Die TV, and it is first in a new weekly show, um, World Cup preview. 
167 days and 13 hours. And if you want to be precise, 54 minutes. No, that's not how long it's been since Leicester last won a trophy. That's how long it is until the World Cup kicks off. Like I say, this is Leicester Till I Die TV. Do what it says there. If you're not on YouTube, nip over to YouTube. Give us a subscribe on Leicester Till I Die TV. And smash those likes and click the notification bell so you never miss a show. We've got a couple of good ones coming up this week. We've got, we're looking at the atmosphere at the KP and somebody who's a university student thinks he knows how to improve it. We'll be discussing that as well as having a chat with ex-Premier League referee Mark Halsey. Yep, Mark Halsey, we're going to be speaking to him uh, tomorrow and it will be going live one night this week. So if you click that notification bell, you will never miss it. So we're going to be looking at all the different groups, um, one a week. And I thought, what's the fairest way of doing this? Because obviously, if we get to group B, I'm going to be a little bit biased. I thought, you know what, the fairest way to do it is to have a fan here who's got absolutely no interest in the World Cup whatsoever. He hasn't done for many years, and it probably will be a long time till he does again. Let's welcome for Bonnie Scotland, Doug. Good evening, Doug. Good evening. Uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> you were never not going to get away with that, you know that. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be joining you this evening, and uh, thank you very much for asking me to do the uh, the World Cup groups. That's a pleasure. No, no, you're more than welcome. It's your, your knowledge that um, you are bringing. I mean, first of all, before any further, your details are in the description on YouTube below. But um, just tell people where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at the at the Dugout Football Channel. Twitter handles Enrod underscore nineteen ninety two. Twitter uh, Instagram is Douglas Horn and my Facebook is Douglas James Horn. Brilliant. Be sure to go over. You do a lot of well, you're a Liverpool fan, but you do a lot of like international football and yep. non-Liverpool stuff as well. So do go over there. It's a great channel. And thank you very much, like I say, for coming on. Um apparently I read somewhere that if this wasn't Qatar and it was a normal World Cup, we'd be kicking off around now. Friday. Friday. It's. Uh, I mean, can you still believe it's going ahead? I mean, <clears throat> look, look. I think to say the very, very least, I'm not a fan of it having the World Cup in the winter. No. But if you played it in Qatar in the summer, I think you'd be about. 40 degrees 50 degrees like i think in the winter i think it's like probably between 20 and 30 so, so still very very humid and very very warm but nothing to the the summer but i, I mean to me we know it was fixed yeah that, that's gone with you know the people have been charged over it so you know why wasn't it taken off them because you've got countries right. you know you have got countries there that could easily stage one, you know, whether that's an England, mm. Scotland, Wales multi-bid. I mean, we probably wouldn't after the Euro final debacle. But, you know, America, all these big countries, they've all got the infrastructure and the stadium in place. Yeah. I don't understand why they've still got it. I really don't. But um, I suppose that's another political hot potato that we just need to avoid on that. Uh, but you were telling me before we came on, um, the joy... Of World Cups, and I can remember 
when I was growing up, listening to sort of World Cups from Mexico, I think it was in 1970, on a crackly radio station, um, my head under my, my quilt, listening to the radio. At least that's what I told my mother. <laughs> but there's some, there's some multi-time for kickoffs, isn't there? Yes, there is. So from what I understand is that the games are going to be kicking off. I think one is at 10 o'clock. There's one at one o'clock. I think there's one at five o'clock, and then it's either seven or eight o'clock in the in the evening. So is that our different time, UK time? Yeah, our our, our time because I think they're a few hours ahead of us. I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be very very intriguing. Let me just mm. say that, and especially I'm going to struggle with the morning games because I, I I usually work mornings. Um, so say a Wednesday morning at ten o'clock, I'd probably be able to see like the first half, and then I start work. So. <laughs> I mean, everybody, I mean, I can remember again, I'm not sure which World Cup or whatever it was, but they were kicking off in the afternoon and we were all at work and you know, I was on telephone sales and there's always some idiot that's got to ring up in the middle of an England game. You know, I mean, we weren't yeah. allowed to, you know, the, our boss went off to a hotel to meet and have drinks with his estate agent friends and what have you. And there we were still having to work, work away. Most normal people... We're listening to the game, so they wouldn't ring up. And then some little old dear, oh, my cats, I've lost my cat. Can I put an advert in? You're like, no, you know. But, hey, it's all the joy. It is all the joy of the World Cup. Chris, good evening. How the devil are you? Hello, uh, Chris. We are very, very well. Um, second time to see you tonight, but you're most welcome. There is a poll going on, by the way, if anybody is interested in the, um, uh, in, in the YouTube chat. Uh, it, it, and I've actually done this on purpose. I said, who will come second in Group A? Because I think we probably can have a guess who might come first, but thoughts on who might come second. Just make it a little bit more difficult for you, a bit more difficult for you. So we'll keep on tabs on that as we go through. And then we will also, towards the end of the show, um, we'll be getting Doug to do his predictions of what position the teams will finish in, and then we can all laugh at him when he gets it wrong at the end of the tournament. So, <laughs> so these are the groups, um, and there's sort of eight of them. Uh, we now know I haven't updated it from the other night, but you must have been a bit sick, and I, I'm not rubbing it in here. I am actually sort of asking a genuine question. You know, you you Ukraine really did a job on you, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, I was very impressed with Ukraine, but I think the thing was, if we if we had got past Ukraine, I think everyone knew what, how good Wales were in Cardiff, so mm. even still to that day, I would still think Wales would have gone through anyway. Yeah, and, and in, I don't know if you watched the Wales game, but I mean, I did a watch-along for it, and I mean, they were lucky to get through because it was a, you know, a, a known goal, uh, that yeah. said, it was a brilliant crossing, and if you put the ball in the box, it could end up anywhere. But I was watching that, thinking, whichever these two teams get through, I fancy England to beat either of them because neither of them, when they were attacking, the, there was balls going into the boxes at both ends, but nobody on the end to meet it. And then I remembered mm. the England-Hungary game and thought we probably won't beat them because <laughs> that was awful <laughs> as well. Um, never never I, a penalty, by the way, that game. Never a penalty. 
no, no. I've seen when I've seen them give them, and this is the problem I think when you get to, um, and it's going to be very interesting talking to Mark Halsey tomorrow because uh, obviously a, a bit of the chat's going to be about VAR and, and decisions, and it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, I think we're having different referees in World Cups and Euros from different countries. You are going to get, you know, some weird and different decisions. Uh, but I thought the ref yeah. was very good last night. The Spanish referee for Wales. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, I think he, I think he may have had the Champions League final uh, one year. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah, he's a good referee. That that um, that Spaniard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen him before, so I have seen him in, in a big game. Um, and I think it's sort of fair to say the fact that there are no English refs going, I believe, that um, that <laughs> kind of sums sums things up at the moment. But uh, but yeah. look, there, there. I mean, this was done a while ago. This was done um, back in April uh, when I did this. But Brazil probably not changed an awful lot. And we do have to say when we're talking about World Cup odds, of course, when the fun stops, stop. We are legally, um, I have to say that. Brazil favourites, France second favourites. Can you get that? England third favourites, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I mean, looking at those, I think you'd probably move Argentina up now because Argentina have been in some very, very good form recently. Um and I know that they won 5-0 against Estonia and, and all this, but they did beat Italy. Uh, they did beat Italy 2-0 um, at the weekend there. So, for me, I think Argentina would definitely move up and possibly Germany. I think Germany's chances this, this, this time, I think. Well, I was about to say we, they, normally, uh, they normally do, but... Um... I said that they didn't last time. I'm just looking at an up-to-date one here, and to be honest with you, it hasn't really changed. Um, England hmm. is still eleven to two. Yeah, it's exactly the same. So, so Sky are sticking with their actual um, actual bets. Chris says, "Wait, there's actually good referees that are just not in the British Isles, <laughs> um, or, or even probably in, in Audi's Middle Isle." To be honest with you. Um, yes. Anyway, let us have a look at Group A, uh, which obviously is a, a damn good place to start, I think, as soon as it's a start. Um, yeah, Brazil are always favourites every time. I guess they're going to be used to the heat as well, most of them. Yeah. So that's got to favour the South American side. But let, let's wait and see if the air conditioning works in the stadiums, first of all. Um, that's, that's very true. Although, although... Um, the last South American team to win the World Cup was Brazil in 2002. Ever since then, it's been dominated by teams from Europe. Yes, that is true. That is very true. Just not quite England yet. Um, but we, we shall see. It, it, uh, it may be coming home, but let's just hope it's not being delivered by Amazon because they may leave it with your next-door neighbour if you're not in. <laughs> 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 That's the joy of being on my own channel. I can do my own jokes, you see. Uh, so Group A there, uh, Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. I mean, we know that um, the Tritus, we, well, we had the talk before we came in, we know how corrupt it was that Qatar got the uh, the World Cup. But I suppose FIFA are trying to give it to, like with South Africa, 
um, the, previously. They are trying to sort of spread it around and take it to countries that haven't had it before. But yeah. they are making the well. I say this, are they? I mean, making the numbers up in that group. Mm, I, to be honest, I mean, I've got a wee feel. Like they did. They did finish. You know, third in the the Arab Cup in twenty twenty one. Uh, they did lose 2-1 to Algeria, uh, but they did beat Egypt on pens in the third-place playoffs. So I I think they're what, probably one that people probably would expect to probably struggle, but I think they might cause a few few surprises for sure. But we'll see. Well, this is, I mean, I say, I think it was, um, was it when it was in Japan and South Korea, or Japan actually, I think went all the way to the quarters. Uh, so it, yep. it's not it's not going to happen. It is their first appearance, though. Um, they have qualified as host, so you never know. Um, Chris said, obviously, Qatar can win the group if you get my sarcasm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, they qualified as host. They're actually, believe it or not, they're 51st in the FIFA ranking. Yeah, that I mean, kind of shocked me a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and again, I feel like I'm picking on you now, but is that higher than Scotland? Uh, I think on memory, probably... I think they're just under us. I could be wrong there, but I'm not too sure. Let me have a real look. Um, yeah, I was just looking at the same time. So they are 51... Um, and he goes down to 50 Paraguay, Saudi Arabia above them Um, and we've got Mali Yeah, Scotland are currently 39th in the world rankings Sorry, I was and I apologise, I was doing I was making you out to be worse than you are they're actually uh, above Northern Ireland Um, and and Greece Uh, Venezuela um Oh, North Macedonia, we can't forget them, can we? Eh? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't see them. I can't see them going. You know, they've been lucky to get out of the group. I think. Let's be honest. I think they'd be very fortunate to get out of the group, especially with uh, the other three teams that we we're going to talk about. I think, um, you know, especially two of them, which are very, very good, and one is in a little bit of disarray at the moment. Well, let's come on to one of those then, because there's only so much we can talk about <laughs> a side like Qatar with their with their non-history. <laughs> uh, Ecuador, um, yeah, forty sixth. So they're not actually a lot higher than than they are uh, than, than Qatar. They qualified in March. They were the top four in their group, they've, and they've only been in four World Cups. Yeah. Um, that 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 was another thing that really really shocked me. Um, and they've never qualified past the round of sixteen either. So, <laughs> I mean, I've I've written down as well like the key players for me to look out for are Ener Valencia, uh, obviously ex West Ham, of course, and um, yeah. the the Brighton player Moises Caicedo, who really has impressed me this season uh, as well. Uh, but they're they are facing a little bit of a I, I don't know what it is, but apparently they may have fielded ineligible players. Uh, so there is a possibility that FIFA may, may do something about that. But 
we wait and we wait and see. Uh, but no, Ecuador. Um, they are uh, they are a very interesting side, actually. I think they were very lucky to get through uh, qualifying. Um, you know, they did they did have obviously Brazil, Argentina. Uh, to to host to have as well Uruguay as well um, and I think they may have finished fourth I think they finished fourth under those three so yeah you know they just qualified but it's nice to see Ecuador back at World Cup actually because uh, the last um, last time I think they were at a World Cup I think it was maybe 2014 I think right um, good point I mean I love seeing these teams like these, like Peru's, that, that aren't in there all the time. Yeah. And I, I see, I don't like the ranking at all. You, you know, I'm, I'm very much like this with the UEFA, the Champions League. You know, the fact that, you know, you can come wherever you come in a group as Wales or Scotland or whatever, then you've still got to do four or five playoffs to get, yeah. to get through. I think it's sort of totally unfair. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking here at, um, or just trying to look. There's a big page on them, um, on their on their World Cup record. Um, they qualified in twenty. Oh, that's 2022, of course. Sorry, <laughs> they didn't qualify <laughs> in 18. They qualified before that. Um, and they didn't qualify in 2010. So they've, they've been in three World Cups in the last five years. So, um, yeah. And before that, they must have had, well, the only time they got through for that 1950, they withdrew. So, um, yeah. I don't know why that was. Uh, I'm just looking at the sort of, um, uh, you know, the Copa America and how they've done in that. Uh, and last season, they were. Um, they're hosting it next time, but they're actually in got into the quarterfinals. So as Chris says here, they're, mm. they're no mugs. No, they're definitely no mugs. You know. Uh, especially I'm... with um especially with players like Enner Valencia as well, who is the mm. uh, top score goal scorer for his country. Um as well. Um I don't know if you'll remember Chris Christian Benitez, who is obviously no longer alive. He used to play for Birmingham City. He is uh, he's one of their highest scorers as well. Right. Just I would just get your thoughts on this. I mean, do you agree with the with the grading of you know the ranking of the the groups etc? I mean, qualification for England is so boring now because you mm. know if we can't get out of that group, then there's something drastically wrong. And I know Italy haven't this you know this time, but. I'm all just for sticking all the balls into a bag, so all the Europeans go in one bag, all the you know South Americans in one. Yeah, it's literally just pulled out, and so you are going to get teams like Australia and New Zealand who are topping their their groups, but because of where you know the the, the zones that they're in, they're going to they go through two or three different playoffs. And for me, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. It's interesting that you say that, but. I think, look, I think England have always been like sort of a pot one team. We, you know, we've 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 known this for uh, a long, long time now. And and yes, they do get you know relatively straightforward groups. You know, um, but you have to beat what's in front of you. You have to beat what's in front of you, and it's especially with you know, um, it's especially with you know, um, 
Ecuador as well. I'm, I'm just having a look at their like their their fixtures. To be fair, they actually had a pretty decent, um, you know, FIFA World Cup sort of you know qualifier. You know, they drew with Brazil, they drew with Argentina. Um, yes, you know they've had some bad bad defeats in there, but they beat Chile, they beat Venezuela. They've done very very well to get get here. Um, and I do think that look, we all know what South American teams are like, and I think I think Ecuador can pose a bit of a uh, a challenge. I I think the, the the main thing for me is if they want to qualify from this group, they have to beat Qatar. I think that's one thing they have to beat Qatar. I think I think everybody's looking at that, aren't they? As being yeah, you know, yeah. If, if you've you've got to finish above Qatar. Uh, and I always yeah. think there's, there's always sort of one South American team, apart from the obvious two, that kind of you know break ranks and break you know and have a little bit of a good run. And we all remember, obviously, Colombia in the uh, in, in the in the World Cup in Russia. I mean, you know, yeah. we only went through fire one spot kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that you know, Colombia now you'd probably say are probably better than that that team now. Mm. Um, you know, we've obviously like, you know, Luis Diaz, obviously James Rodriguez. There's a lot of good Colombian players coming in. And I, I think people are quite shocked that Colombia didn't quite qualify, but I mm. think they'll probably make Mexico, Canada, and, and the United States of America in 2026. It, yeah, like I say, the, the, you know, to me, they're teams that that will pop in and out every now and again. Ecuador, like we say, 46 in the rankings, one place above Republic of Ireland, um, but behind teams like Algeria and Slovakia, um, and the aforementioned uh, Australia as well. Um, mm. Anthony, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? I hope uh, you are Hi, well. Anthony. Um, thanks for popping along. Um Anthony, message me because I've got a question to ask you. Message me on Twitter and I'll remember to ask you afterwards. So that's Ecuador. Um, who could be, so not a surprise package to win it, but a surprise package to maybe go a bit further than than we're giving them credit for? Um, maybe, maybe, yes. Maybe, yeah. Now, Senegal. Um, oh, yes. African teams, as long as they haven't got a, an African referee... African teams <laughs> are really coming out. I mean, when you look at how many African players are now represented in the in the major leagues around the world, I mean, just look at the Premier League, for example. You know, we've got, I mean, we lost, I think it was four or five to, to, to AFCON this season. A lot of clubs were. They are, yeah. they are breaking through. And, you know, I, I can go back and remember sort of the, the Roger Miller Cameroon World Cup squad. You're probably a little bit too young yeah. for that, but um, oh yeah, I was very young. Yeah. I was a little bit too young to remember that. Yeah, thank you, mate. Thank you. But uh, you know, but <laughs> it, it's it's nice to see these teams getting a chance. And I think over the year, I don't think we're many many years of seeing an African winner. I don't think so. I think um, I think the Senegal side is one of the best African sides at this competition. I think if we look at the players that they've... That, and, you, you know, obviously, they, 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 most of their players, the majority of them, I think, are playing all, all over Europe. Like, you've got, obviously, you know, Edward Mendy at Chelsea, Caladio Koulibaly at, at Napoli. 
I mean, the list goes on. Andresa Ganagay, Mendy for for Leicester, of course. Yeah. Um, at yeah. Crystal Palace. I mean, obviously Sadio Mane is, is is the main the main feature. But you got Asmelia Saar at Watford. I don't think he'll be there. Don't think he'll be at Watford next season. To be to be no. quite honest with you, but all of their players seem to play in and around Europe. So. Senegal, current AFCON champions, of course. Um, I actually do remember the 2002 World Cup where they caused one of the biggest upsets and they beat France on the first yes. uh, first day. And actually, if you actually remember that team as well, the, the their manager was actually in that team. You also had Papa Papa Booba Diop, who obviously went on to play for like teams like Portsmouth and Fulham, yeah. etc., and El Hajj Juf as well. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, the less said about him, the better. Uh, but <laughs> no, let's talk about him. him. Let's talk about him. No, I'm jesting. Yeah, but I, I, I have to say that I, I, I obviously, I, I, as you well know, I did the Afcon on my channel, yeah. and Senegal were worthy winners of the the Afcon. They, they, they had to take their time to get into it, but once they got into their their stride and their groove, they were too good and. Sadio Mane actually scored a hat-trick in an uh, AFCON qualifier. He is now Senegal's all-time leading goal scorer with 32 uh, international goals. Mm. I, I mean, I'm looking in. All right? If we go back to... No, let's go back to June 2021. And all the games that they've played, and they must have played about 30, 40 games, they've lost two. Yeah, they're in uh, <laughs> fantastic form. Yeah, I mean, one of those was to Egypt, uh, obviously with with your guy uh, Mo Salah in there. But I mean, yeah. that's an amazing, amazing record. That's fantastic, absolutely fantastic, and they they are very difficult to uh, to beat uh, as well. And the thing is, I think Koulibaly is going to be very, very important at this tournament, as is obviously Sadio Mane. Uh, as well, wherever he, he plays his football, that you know, there's there's loads of rumours that he's going to be potentially leaving Liverpool, and you know, I I, I don't begrudge I don't begrudge him a move because you know he's won everything that he can at, at Liverpool, so you know he wants a new challenge. I don't begrudge him with that, and he's a phenomenal player anyway. Wherever he goes, he, he he's going to be a success, I think. Yeah, and I mean, I said they had that, had that loss to Egypt. Uh, in Egypt, but of course they went on to win the um, the the, ne- the next leg and they, they went over the two legs. Yeah, and Sadio Mane has sc- scored a winning penalty in both of those yeah. games as well, the yeah. Afcon final and the, uh, the the game that took Senegal to the World Cup. And he wants to leave. I'm saying yeah. nothing. I am saying nothing. <laughs> uh, I mean, they are twentieth, um, like you say, in in the rankings. Um, Let's just have a look what sort of esteemed company they're in. Um, oh, they're above Iran. I can't believe Iran are 21st. Good. These rankings, you know, they're unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Senegal are 20th, Colombia are 17th, Croatia are 16th. So, you know, the, 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 you don't get up. I mean, I know we say that, the, and, and Chris said earlier, you know, you can't really trust the rankings, but it does give you an idea of, of what they are sort of capable of. It's their third World Cup. Um, yep. And as Chris said here, he thinks it will be Senegal versus Netherlands in battle, in battle for the top. Yes, I agree. You know, totally I agree think, with that. I think he could be right. 
Well, talking of the aforementioned um, Netherlands, um, they've been going through a few difficult years, but they're ranked 10th in the world. They qualified in November, one of the first ones to go through first in their group. Uh, 11 of 22 World Cups. But you, you have to take into account with that that, you know, the very early World Cups, there wasn't a lot of Europeans taking part. Um, yeah. Probably, in, in, to my mind, one of the biggest countries, footballing-wise, that hasn't won it yet. Yes. I think they've been in the most finals and not won it yet mm. um, as well. Uh, but this Dutch side is full of talent. Absolutely full of talent. The only th position I would worry for them is the goalkeeping position because they seem to change their goalkeepers constantly. Um, you know, one week it's obviously nah, eh, Sillison, one, one, usually one week it's, you know, Tim Krul uh, as well. Um, they are obviously managed by Louis van Gaal and he will be yeah. stepping down after the World Cup to be taken over by Ronald Koeman. Yeah, yeah. Make that what you will. Well, I mean, he, he may be better at managing that in international teams than he is uh, teams on the south coast. But um, I'm yeah, just taking on board what you were saying there, I mean, I'm just looking at Holland's um, competitive record. You know, they've come second three times. Um, yeah, one third and one fourth place. Out of everything they could have won, Olympic Games and Nation Leagues, they've got one second in Nation League. They've actually only won one title, um, yeah. which is one European <clears throat> Championship. I mean, you know, no, no, no different to to, to, to England, really. <laughs> but no, I <laughs> think when you look at Holland, you would, you know, you think, you know, the eras, and I think I'm older than you, but the eras of Cruyff and Van Basten and all that. It's unbelievable to think that that's all they've actually ever won. I know, and I think it was the I think it was the Nations League that they they, they won. Hi, hi, Danny. Hope you're good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's weird to see the it's weird to see Holland never winning the World Cup. Mm -hmm. um, but they're one of my dark horses really? because right. just a big. I just look at this squad and. It's got class written all over. Obviously, Virgil van Dijk, captain, you know, captain, of course, Nathan Ake, yeah. Matthias De Ligt, Julian Timber seems to be being mentioned for, you know, Manchester United. Denzel Dumfries, watch out for Denzel Dumfries, very attacking fullback. Um, and obviously, in midfield, I know that Van Alden wasn't in the Holland squad for the Nations League, but I fully expect Van Alden to be in the World Cup squad. Um, Frankie Dion, is he leaving Barcelona? Who knows? And then obviously Steven Bergwijn uh, could be going back to Ajax. Cody Gakpo, uh, who played against Leicester in the um, Conference League, of course. Cody oh, right, Gakpo. Yeah. So that's that's mm -hmm. another one. Memphis Depay uh, is another one. And uh, the name Vout Veghorst, who <laughs> is wanting yeah. to leave Burnley I saw after... That. Yeah. After six months at the club. I have yeah. to be honest with you, having lived in Burnley for 24 years, 
and I'm surprised he, you know, he didn't take him quicker than that to come to that decision. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, <laughs> if you're watching. Sorry, but yeah, um, I mean, that's a, that's a separate story. I mean, but you could look at that and go, well, he probably didn't sign up to play in the championship. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, like, quite no. possibly, but uh, and the name Vincent, though, yeah, and the name Vincent Janssen. Remember him at Tottenham? Remember all the Tottenham paying all that money for Vincent Janssen just to be an absolute flop? Yeah, he's in the squad. He's in the squad, yeah. I mean, it's almost like you can look at Holland and go, oh, there's this good player, this good player, this good player. But then on the, on, on the other side of the page, You've got well, he was rubbish. He wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, I think I think they've just got this reputation, um, you know, of, of the sort of the style of football, and I say the years of Johan Cruyff and what have you, they were spectacular. And I say I can remember one of my first World Cup sort of actual memories was the um, Holland Argentina final in Argentina, and uh, mm. yeah, it was an amazing, amazing game. But they've never, like I say, they've never ever quite just sort of you know they've got close like we said a few times but never never quite done it but again since uh march last year they've only lost one game yeah they're in great form the dutch they just beat belgium 4-1 as well they have yes um they've lost a couple on the trot now so it's be interesting to see um if yeah <laughs> The rumours that uh, their manager might be moving to a Premier League club come true or not. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see that one. Yeah. Door, good evening, sir. See you both next season, lads. Hello, Door. Welcome back to the Premier League. Um, I'll, you'll see me sooner than that because you're, you're on my... Um, uh, I think you're on my promotion show on Thursday and we're talking to... Um, uh, a Fulham, Bournemouth, and yourself, Forest fan, uh, and then we're having a debate on the Friday. Are Leicester fans pleased to see Forest back for the derbies, or they soon have seen them stay back where you know where they should be, you know, in the division below us? So, then <laughs> um, <laughs> you can always rely on Rennie to come up with a completely left field comment. Where's Fafana is getting married on the tenth of June? I mean, I'm, I'll, oh, I'll congratulations await my Wes. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, they got some good players, Holland, um, but you can't rule out the Germans. No, no. no. Uh, DeLong is leaving uh, Barcelona for Man United with new manager Ten Hag. Uh, is he? He will. Well. There's been rumours. There's been rumours he doesn't even want to go to Manchester United. He seems to. It's all it's all that it's all that thing again that people are putting his name out to probably get a bigger pay rise or a bigger contract yeah. in Barcelona. Yes. It it's the silly season. It really, yeah. really is. I mean we know we've, we've not <clears throat> the transfer window's not opened yet, so you know, let let's not as I say, it's agents trying to get better deals for them. Um, and I am sure with the World Cup actually when it is, um, they're going. It's going to be coming back in December, two weeks before the January transfer windows open. Um, yeah, um, and apparently the Premier League season kicks back off on Boxing Day after does. the World Cup. 
Yes, it does indeed. So not much of a rest there. Presuming we get through to the final, of course, we could mm. we, we could exit at the first round and have a long rest, you know. Uh, <laughs> but that that's I mean Holland the tenth. Um, can you see this being their year? Maybe not their year, but I could see them going pretty far. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just looking. My God, Germany are twelfth in the rankings. Uh, they fell. They fell a long, long way yes. down, especially their last World Cup performance as well. Um, you yeah. know, going out of the group stage, but the so-called Champions Curse, which we'll obviously come on to, uh, uh, like later on, mm. um, with obviously France had that hanging over them. Uh, but Germany are on the rise back. And I think Netherlands are definitely on the rise back as well. It's just it's nice to see Netherlands back at a World Cup because, um, as as you say, they, they haven't been there for a while. They're one of those one of those countries, aren't they? That if they were to win it, you'd be going, "Oh yeah, you know, at last they've won." You know, yeah. Where if the Germans win it, you think, "For fucking hell, it's them again." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, good luck to Netherlands. Anthony said, Chris, what is better? Um, Ten Hag or Ten Bob? Oh. Anthony, Anthony. You're making Doug's jokes look good. I think that deserves a wet, 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 wet. Well, if you if you really insist. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so that those are the four the four teams. Um, and before we go on to pick ours, and as we always say, this was bet Fred last night, um, just before nine o'clock. And like we always say, we've got to say when the fun stops, stop with the betting. Netherlands are odds on to win the group. Uh, Senegal second, Ecuador third at six to one, and Qatar. 12 to 1, I thought there'd be, be, be bigger odds than that, but um, I think we might not disagree too much with that. But here we mm. go, Doug. Um, it's your time. Like I said, this are being saved, so we'll be coming back and just seeing how, how close of the mark you were. But who let, let's, let's start at the top because that's going to be, I think we know who we're going to go for. Um, do you think it will be Netherlands? No, no. I think Senegal are going to finish top. I am being very impressed with Senegal. I honest, I honestly think on their day they will they will give the Dutch big big problems, and that I think that's their first game as well. Senegal Netherlands. If they were to win that, I reckon Senegal finish top. Whoever obviously wins that game probably finishes top. But yeah, I'm going to go Senegal. Right. Well, I I wasn't expecting that. Uh, <laughs> to argue. Um, all right, let's put Netherlands. Oh no, damn! You want to hang on? Let me. I'm going to come out and come back in again now. I got yeah, no carried away there. I got you see our uh, premature promotion, whatever they call it. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can. Uh, uh, where are? Where's it gone now? Um, I, I I was just I was just ready for the. Um, uh, here we go. Let's do it again. So, what have we got up there? Yeah, it's about there. I, I, I did that without thinking. Oh, yeah, he said, oh, you know. So, you are going for Senegal to be top. Yep, Senegal top. Yes, 
And then I presume if you've got Senegal top, you're going to have Holland coming. Yeah, second. yeah, def- definitely. I, I don't think the other two have got a chance, unfortunately, to get through. So, yeah, definitely Senegal and Netherlands going through. I think that the only thing is, I think, with, with some of these other teams, like, say, the thirds and fourths, that, you know, because of where it is and the times of days and the heat, etc., I think some teams will could come through and surprise. You know, I think that some of the big names could mm. struggle, especially like you know the Englands and and uh, the, the the Northern Europeans. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm guessing, but I'm not going to not going to presume Ecuador for third. I'm going to go Qatar actually. My, I, I, how you really are throwing me off the scent here? Yeah. You? I I I, th- <clears throat> I think there will be a shock in this group. I think Ecuador are going to finish bottom, and I think Qatar will finish third. Um, wow! Yeah, I just got a fe- just got a funny feeling. Ecuador, I worry slightly in that they don't really have a recognised goal scorer in their team, and mm-hmm. I think they might have to rely on a little bit of luck. Qatar, I do think that they've got. <clears throat> I think Qatar have got obviously goal scorers in their in their team uh, as well. So I think Qatar will shock Ecuador. I'm going to go for yeah, that's that's my example. I'm going to go for Senegal, Netherlands, Qatar, and Ecuador. This is going to be an interesting eight weeks, I think, because you completely <laughs> went left field with me on that one. So, um, so yeah, so you got Senegal, and of course the winners of that group. Uh, I don't know if it tells us below here. Um, yep, yeah, so Senegal could be playing England. Yeah, I mean, if, if you finish, if you finish second, of course, and or you would be playing Netherlands. Yeah, Holland. Wow. Wow. Normally good. they sort of split it up, don't they? And A plays D mm. or F plays C. But that's quite well. Oh, well, now that's got me thinking. That has got me thinking because neither of those games are going to be easy games. Nope. I don't know. You, you probably can't say, you know, you shouldn't say easy games when it comes to the World Cup. But yeah, that, that's 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 a shocker. I wasn't. Oh, again, that, I, I was a bit like the Spanish Inquisition. I wasn't expecting it. Just a quick one there for you, Monty Python fans. So, this is what um, Doug has gone for. Senegal to finish top, Netherlands to finish second, Qatar to finish third, and Ecuador to finish fourth. Doug, thank you so much, sir. Pleasure. Uh, We'll be back next week. Uh, Same time, same place. Don't touch the dial, as they say. Um, Looking at Group B. And, of course, the big question about that is, will Doug be able to ignore his English bias or lack of English bias and be totally (laughs) constructive about the group? We shall see. As you know me, I'm always unbiased, so I try. I try my try my very very best. But yeah, I'll I'll, I'll try. I'll try and be as unbiased as possible for that group for sure. Yeah, I mean, you you you've got us and Wales to be unbiased about. So true, true. Yeah, this is it. Anyway, Doug, again, you gave it at the start, but your your links are in the description below in the um uh, in in the description on YouTube. But just give a shout out and say where everybody can find you. 
Yeah, my YouTube is the Dog Guy Football Channel. Instagram is Douglas Horn. Twitter handle is Ernold underscore ninety ninety two, and my Facebook is Douglas James Horn. Brilliant. Thank you very much, young man. And um, we'll see you next week. I will see you next week. Same time, same and place. Gets, and it gets closer to your wedding with every week. It certainly does. Certainly does. How many, how many weeks off is it now? Uh, three weeks, five days. Oh. And if you think you're having time off these shows to go on honeymoon or anything, you've got another thing coming. <laughs> <laughs> I jest, I jest. All the best, mate. I'll see you next week. Thanks very much. See you next week. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. And that's Doug. Please get on to um, his channels. Great channels. Great, great. He hasn't got... His jokes are worse than mine. Yeah, seriously. His jokes are worse than mine. So... <laughs> That was a surprise, to say the least. I wasn't expecting that. But that's what Doug's gone for. Senegal in Group A to top it. Netherlands second. And then England could be playing either of them. Presuming England get out of the group. Let's not take too much for granted. And Qatar third and Ecuador fourth. <sighs> wasn't expecting any of that at all. <laughs> Please give us a subscribe if you are on YouTube. If you're not, please get over to YouTube. Press that subscribe button. Smash the likes, which is that end. And it all helps. And do please uh, click those notifications because I am going to be talking tomorrow to Mark Halsey, referee, um, ex-Premier League referee. You, you, um, you probably... Well, you will know him. He's, he's been off uh, off refereeing for a few seasons now. But, you know, uh, it's going to be very interesting. I've got a lot to, to, to ask him about, both in his career. Uh, he said a few things sort of since he, um, since he retired, um, controversially, about uh, bonuses and being asked not to report things. Um, so that could be interesting. And, of course, we are going to have a massive discussion about the standards of refereeing and why there's very few English referees going off to the World Cup. Um, and here we go, there we go, the men in black, the men in black there. And uh, um, that sort of, is the standard bad? Or are we as fans expecting too much? And of course, we will also be discussing VAR. It'll be absolutely interesting to see what he's got to say about VAR. I am so looking forward to that. Mark Halsey, very kindly coming onto the channel. Uh, I'm doing it as a pre-record, um, and then I'll be premiering it on the uh, channel sometime this week. So do click those notifications, and you will um, know where well, you won't miss it, basically. You will not miss it at all. Um who will be, Rennie says, who will be 22-23 ref? Um, not sure what you mean there, Rennie, but, uh, but anyway. But thanks very much. Like I say, that's the show. Same time next week, we're going to be looking at Group B. We've got the Women's Euros coming up as well uh, in July. So it's a big summer, big summer of shows that are going to be coming. And thank you very much. Take care, stay safe. And as I always say, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Thank you.
Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.